Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello, welcome. Episode 250. Bloody hell, I better look that up. What does that mean? What's the word? What's the word for 250? Uh, what was it? Was it um, was it Two Bucks Talking Tech where we did that with, I think, uh, 150? Anyway. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, now... There are some interesting things going on in the world this week. I'm not going to get to them all today. If I'm completely honest, I've got half of next week's show already done. But um, things I will talk about uh, on this show are the new changes in uh, airline travel for your gadgets and computers and things. Um, We're going to talk about um, SIM cards, global travel. We're going to talk about Minecraft. (laughs) We're going to talk about iPhone versus Android. We're going to talk about Bluetooth. We're going to talk about Android versions. And we're going to talk parenting. Oh, yeah. That's it. How to be a good parent in one easy lesson. No, not at all. But we're going to talk um, with a lady who spends her time um, counselling and coaching on this space and writing a very interesting blog about um, the challenges of parenting in the modern age. And um, hopefully, like me, you'll take something from that conversation. You never know. Um, We all might learn something. Garmin is the company that brings us um, your tech life each and every week, keeps it free for you. Garmin.com.au, the place to go to check out their products. Anything GPS or satellite navigation, Garmin's got you covered. Um, But as always, um, the program is about you. And if you've got a question, a problem, or a comment about anything technology, jump on the email, go to the website, eftm.com.au. Send me an email, get in touch, say good day, and let's talk. Let's talk technology. Now, I mentioned uh, airline travel. Well, it's quite quite exciting this morning. Uh, it's Tuesday as I record this, uh, Tuesday the 26th of August, 2014. But um, this morning as Virgin Australia took off from airports around the country, people were told that they didn't have to turn their electronic devices off. That's a very big deal. Now, when I was in uh, Europe a few months ago f- with Husqvarna, um, this happened to me on a British Airways flight. I was allowed to keep my... F- my my phone on, my tablet on, listening to music or watching movies while we took off and while we landed. Normally, you're told to turn them off and then turn them on in flight mode during flight. So the new rule is that if as long as you put your device in airline mode, you can use your tablet or phone or iPod um, as a media device. So watching movies, listening to music, you could be typing emails, you know, offline. Uh, you could be playing games, whatever it is. <clears throat> as long as it's in flight mode, it's completely safe and legal to do from gate to gate. So the other thing that opens up that I've kind of forgotten was photos. Mark Parton from 2CC reminded me of this this morning. You can now happily and legally snap out your phone and take photos with the camera on your smartphone while you're taking off and landing. So we're going to see an influx of beautiful new photos um, as people take off and land from some of the most beautiful cities around the world. And then that when they touch down, they can you know go back into off-airline mode and actually connect to the network and start Instagramming their heart's content. So it's a big deal. Uh, Qantas also started it this afternoon at about 3 o'clock, so they both got permission from the Civil Aviation Safety Authority to do that. And they put it into into place today. Um, it's it's good news. Uh, it's not a bad thing because it doesn't mean people are going to take calls. You still can't take calls or send texts. Um, although a guy did that next to me. We were coming in from Canberra and he was sending texts above Goulburn. And I'm thinking, mate, seriously. But, you know, what do you do? I'm, not, I'm non-confrontational. Uh, so I wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to call him on it right there and then. But hopefully people will, will be happy listening to their music playing their games, watching their movies as they fly gate to gate with Virgin or Qantas domestically in Australia. It's now cool to use your phone. Um, Very interesting stuff. And that happened today right here in Australia. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor Long's the world's best techie. 
And we do it thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. Now, this time next week, in next week's show, I will announce the date and the mechanics for entering our golf competition. We're going to play golf up uh, near me at the Thornley Golf Centre driving range. Um, I'm going to invite you up there. I think we'll have 10 to 15 people, um, and including some mates of mine, um, or in addition to some mates of mine, um, who you can say good day to. And we'll have uh, Garmin Approach S6 watches to play with, and maybe we'll even give one away. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the Vivo Fit is the fitness band that's um, very different to many others. And it's $159, available in a range of colours, but this band moves at the pace of your life because it learns your activity level and assigns you a personalised daily goal. Now, I found this very clearly because I'd had it sitting on the desk for many weeks. I picked it up, I put it on. My goal was quite low, maybe five, 6,000 steps. The next day, I'd achieve basically that goal. It didn't say 10,000, it said five and a half, or it picked a number that um, that he calculated that I may be able to achieve the next day. And it learns over time and it, it sets you attainable goals that pushes you just that little bit harder to move that little bit more. It's got a more than one year battery life. It's got the time. It's got heart rate monitor for pairing if you've got one um, from a Garmin. You can pair that with the Vivo Fits. $159. Great product. Check it out at Garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening, uh, Your Tech Life. If you want to get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com.au. Now, I got an email uh, during the week from uh, Carly in uh, in Sydney and uh, just talking about the uh, the Robin Williams uh, conversation I had and the, and the Mark Maron podcast, so um, that was great to get that email. But another thing that Carly said was, on another note, I'm about to finally make the switch from iPhone to Android. And I thought, I need to understand why. It's always a great... Uh, a great question and a great learning for other people as to why people choose one thing or the other. So I've got Carly on the line. G'day, Carly. G'day. How are you going? I'm well. So how long have you been an iPhone user? Uh, oh, years. Years and yeah. years and so, years. So you're, you're, uh, your whole world has been iPhone, apps and everything for some time. And what's been frustrating you? What makes you, are you seeing other people with other devices or are you just personally frustrated? What makes you want to make that decision to, to switch? From Holden to Ford, as the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, many things. Um, I think the first thing was my sister um, is an iPhone user and was looking to buy a tablet for her kids and went straight out and bought iPads right. without even looking at anything else because she said, well, I've got all the apps already. Um, and I'm like, hang on a second. That's a bit crazy. Um, iPhone, you know, Apple has totally got, you know, your business for the next 20 years, if that's, that's right. the case. Um, that was one thing. Um, the camera is probably the main thing for me at the moment. Um, I've got a little one, so I mainly use my phone for, for photos these mm, days. Mm. Um, and just the camera, I mean, I'm not any great photographer, but just the point-and-shoot aspect wasn't fantastic. Um, so, yeah, started to look around at what else is out there. I've also got a, a Samsung tablet, which has been fabulous. Yeah. Um, so really got the Samsung stuff and thought, you know, the Android is, is, is pretty good. It's come a long way. Yep. Um, so I think the main thing at the end of the day was, was definitely the camera. Um, and and, the ease and of have use. you made the switch? Have you bought a new phone? Yeah, literally today. I've got it and I'm speaking to you now on my brand new phone. You're my first ever phone call. Oh, hey. Well, that's new Andrew's, Android what? phone. What uh, did you hear the noise of the ringing and go? What the hell's that? And then pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, I haven't set up a ringtone yet. What is that? <laughs> yeah, well, that's an interesting one. I've I've never successfully found a great ringtone on 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 a few of the Android phones because they just don't have a good old ring ring. But anyway, yeah, true that. <laughs> um, so I'm curious then. Uh, have you taken some photos on the new one? I have. First thing I did, um, absolutely brilliant. Very very impressed. I ended up going with the the Sony. Ah, oh, Sony 20- Xperia. Yeah, yeah, 20 megapixel camera, which um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's a very nice phone. I was, I was just going to say to you, because if I'm honest, I don't actually rate the Samsung ahead of um, Apple on, on camera. I actually... Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I've, I've loved about iPhone is that I can just pull it out, open up the, the camera app and snap, snap, snap. It seems quick and responsive, whereas sometimes it's a bit bloated on Android devices. They want you to do a million different things. And I'll give you a great tip. Um, go into the, you've, you know, and, and tell me to go away. I'm telling you how to suck eggs. But, you know, the Google Play Store is, is your new friend. It's the new app store. And, yep. and download the Google camera. Okay. Now, the Google camera is um, likely to be the default camera in Android phones that, that Google release in the future. And 
it is, for all intents and purposes, the most raw camera experience that you can get developed by Apple, by, by Google for the Android operating system. And if there's anything on the, on the camera that is currently on your phone, so the, the camera app, that app stays there, so there's no problem. But it's just, uh, it's actually a little bit faster. Uh, so you may even get a better experience, same quality photo because, you know, it's the same actual physical camera, but the app experience, you may find, oh, you may find it worse, but I actually find it's the best way to experience Android camera because it's just open up, it opens quick and you just tap on the screen to take photos. Because um, that's the biggest problem is when you got your little E and they're doing something cute, you want a photo right there and then. Have you noticed, have you played with the buttons? The Xperia's got a dedicated camera button too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, what I, I've only played with it for a little while, but um, it's got a great feature where it takes like 30 pictures and you pick out the best one. Oh, so, yeah. you know, when they're running around being a mental, um, it does take, <laughs> you know, all of those photos and you can pick, you know, the two that they're actually smiling and looking at the camera. What uh, what model iPhone did you have? Uh, I had the 4, uh, iPhone 4. Yes. So you are, I mean, look, to be honest, you are always going to get a better camera. The iPhone 4 is a yeah. good little phone, but you're always going to get a better camera. But what's interesting to me is that it's it's this, and this is why I want to have that conversation because, you know, I, I was just going to say to you, burst mode on the iPhone is my favourite feature. I sit there and, and you hold the button down and it takes uh, up to 30 odd photos and you get to choose the best two. And so you've just named a feature of your new yeah. phone, <laughs> which I'm doing on my iPhone. What about the size of the screen? Is that a selling point for you? Uh, it was. I went. I did go and have a look at it in the store um, just to see because I thought, oh god, it's really big. Is it even going to fit in my back pocket? Mm. Um, but it is definitely a lot larger. Um, so I'll see kind of how that fits into my lifestyle. But you know, chuck it in my backpack, chuck it in the stroller. So it does the job for me. You know, it's waterproof too. I know, right? Come <laughs> <Next time laughs> I drop it in the bath, or want to go for a surf with it? Sure. It's all there. So that's interesting. So camera was the number one thing. And uh, and what about the number of apps that you own? Do you think there's a lot that you're going to have to repurchase and make that make that expense all over again? Um, well, the good thing is that now I'm, I'm really culling. Like my yeah. phone, I had it for years. So, you know, I had a lot of apps that I don't use anymore. Yep. Um, so now I'm looking at what I'm actually using. Um, and the good thing as well now is that um, we're going to be a Google Play family. So, you know, what I've bought for my tablet is now available on my phone. I was, I was just going to say. My husband's got a Samsung. So, you know, we, we're not rebuying all the apps again. Yep, perfect. And, and in how, old, how old is your husband, Samsung? Uh, that's a few years now. He's uh, he's ready to upgrade. So going to oh, see how my Sony is. He'll, and... be, he'll be filthy that you've got the uh, the beautiful, shiny Sony. Yeah, well, I did say he's welcome to my old iPhone. He He wasn't impressed. <laughs> I suggest the one one thing I'd suggest to you is to uh, save a couple of dollars and go and get yourself a high quality micro SD card. Yeah, um, yeah don't, don't don't buy a cheap one. Buy a good quality one because the faster and better that SD card, the quicker it will write photos. And when you put things like music onto the SD card, then a you can take those out and put them on your tablet. And you can interchange them between your devices. Um, but make sure it's fast because a slow card will degrade the quality of the overall experience. Mm, cool. Will do. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're loving it. It's a great purchase. I'm 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 holding the uh, the Xperia in my hand right now. It is there's something beautiful about the big kind of glass. It's just a really nice design. It's it is big though. I'm telling you that's that's yeah. a, it's a big phone. Big phone. The uh, I got the Z1 though. The Z2 is Oh, you got larger. the Z1. Okay, I yes. I got the Z1. Yeah, the Z2 was a bit too big for me. Yeah, right. Okay. That's a good compromise. Good compromise. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your experience. I look forward to uh, you. You've got my email. I want to hear the good and the bad as it happens. Okay. Sure thing. We'll do. Good on you, Carly. Thank you. Thanks, Trev. And Bye. You, you can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website eftm.com.au. And if you've got a question, a problem, or you want to chat about anything technology in your life, uh, just jump on the website, eftm.com.au, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's go to calls. G'day, Mary. Oh, hi. Um, my son, my 11-year-old son, hmm. is playing Minecraft Lord of the Rings on his PC, and he wants a mod. I have no idea how to um, create that for him. Um, and I'm looking for help. 
Wow, Minecraft Lord of the Rings for the very start. I'm not across that. My son, my son's seven. He plays Minecraft. How long has your son been playing Minecraft for? Um, probably about five years. He's um, hmm. actually a high functioning autistic. He has Asperger's syndrome, so he's um, quite intelligent. And so he must build the most amazing. Have you looked into his Minecraft worlds? Does he build the most yes, amazing things? Unbelievable. Yeah. And it, wow. it, it, I mean, I have a university degree in health science, and and to me that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me let me let me put everything at ease for you. It makes no sense to anyone. Um, I literally started playing the game myself so that I could understand what my son was talking about. Um, and I'd go into this world and he'd built these things like ships that look like pirate ships or the Endeavour and stuff. And I'm like, did you build that? And he's like, yep, yeah, no problems. Just made it out of this and that. And I'm just blown away by it. So is he currently running the Lord of the Rings or he wants to make it the Lord of the Rings version? He's currently um, playing Lord of the Rings, but mm. he he's... The way he has explained to me is that if he gets a certain mod, he will have a whole new dimension that he can get into to work on. Right. So here's the thing. I can't answer the question straight up, but let me tell you, I can give you the most simple thing in the world is, is YouTube. Have you had a look on YouTube? I have. And is it not just doesn't make sense? Too hard? We haven't found the right um, right. YouTube um, video that actually relates to what he wants. Right. So So. I've I've had a little look since I got your email, and there's two two things. The YouTube videos are phenomenal. Um, they, They literally, there's people that just kind of talk as they do things on the computer, and you can follow them along. And they might include adding... Oh, yes, I, I, sh- I changed a shower head using YouTube video. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, <laughs> and, and I think the mod, do, do you get a sense from him that the mod will cost money or do you just need help no. getting it done? He, just, he needs help understanding how to get it done, yeah. And are you running a PC or a Mac? PC. Um... So normally with Minecraft, it's just a, a single file that, that runs the game. And yep. what, what you need to do is download the latest version of that file. Now, the Lord of the Rings mod, um, those files will be available online. So you've just got to find the bloody things, excuse my language, and, and get them installed yeah. for him. I guess your challenge is just working your way around that. It's not the kind of thing that you're going to be able to get much support for in a technical support sense around the place. Um, do you know, uh, and this is, you know, literally clutching at straws, but um, are any of the people in, that he's involved with in any, you know, mates that he might have, are there parents that might be able to, that might be one step ahead of you that might be able to help you with that? Have you asked around that's those kind of circles? Um, he's, he does have, a friend that um, claims that he knows how to do it, mm-hmm. but um, it's just a matter of getting them together. And yep. it's, we've had a, a difficult time lately because sure. I've just been diagnosed with um, um, a, an illness that's sure. potentially terminal. Sure. So, um, yeah, it's been very difficult for me to find time to get him and his friend together. And, and also just sit down and, and get that, that time. So. And well, I'm sorry to hear about your circumstance. I think um, the, the website that I've found most useful in, in reading about this anyway, um, and it seems to have a lot of basic YouTube videos there, as well as the files that you need to download. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a, does appear to be a single file is, is called Skydaz, S-K-Y-D-A-Z. Skydaz. Okay. Now, that yep. seems to have a lot of information about a lot of different mods, as they call them, a lot of, a lot of different, um, uh, you know, different packs. But if you jump in there or Google that site with Lord of the Rings, 
you may find the download you want. I think the issue is that most of the stuff I find is about the Lord of the Rings mod uh, itself. And if he's already running that, I'm not sure what else he needs. It could be that it's simply a new version. You know how things come out with like version 1.7 and then it, it might just be that he needs 1.8. <laughs> Um, okay. So the thing you want to search for is the latest version of the Lord of the Rings right. mod for Minecraft. Okay. Um, if anyone is I listening see. to this um, and, and ha can offer you any help, uh, they can get in touch with me. They can email me and then I'll put them directly in touch with you, Mary. Um, I can't guarantee there is someone listening that will, will be able to help, but I'm going to put it out there and see whether there's anyone that can offer you a little bit of assistance um, and maybe get your son that, um, that pack that he wants and uh, give him a little bit of... Uh, satisfaction in his Minecraft mining. Yes, that would be wonderful. All right, Thank well, you I've so got your much. details. If anyone gets in touch, I will let you know. Um, best of luck. Um, I, I wish you all the best with your, your own battle, and hopefully it, um, it works Thank out you. for you, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. No worries at all. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website eftm.com.au. But if you can offer any help or assistance to, to Mary with that Minecraft question, you know, I'm, I'm halfway there. I'm, I'm probably a 30% good parent in terms of how to help with Minecraft with my own son. And um, I, I learn every minute. So hopefully if there's anyone listening that knows and loves Minecraft, if you've got a, a teenage son, maybe a 13, 14-year-old who plays Minecraft all the time um, oh, and they can and they can help Mary with that problem, I'll find something to give them. I'll find a prize. There'll be something here in the man cave that I will find a piece of technology, a gadget or something that I will offer to your child um, as an incentive to um, to help Mary and her son, as you heard. So get in touch via the website eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Uh, Your Tech Life, the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can jump on Twitter, follow away at Trevor Long, or you can go to the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Scott. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Well, I've got an old Galaxy, and I want to update it. And How old? My... What's, what's old mean oh, to it's the you? First, the first one, 2010. Well, is it the Galaxy 2, or got... is it the Gal just called a Galaxy? Yeah, it was the first one, I think. Yeah, right. But my, my, my issue is... I'm seeing offers for the Samsung Galaxy 3s and 4s, and they're getting cheaper, but they're still running the 4.2 or 3 or even the 1 yeah. Android system. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's worth doing that, or is there much difference between the KitKat and the other ones? That's a, <sighs> Look, a question. I'll is. be honest with you, Scott. It's the last thing I check on an Android phone. Um, is it? it it's, it's just, to me, it's, it's pretty inconsequential. Um, okay. They, you know, there's a difference between three dot something and four dot something for sure. So I'd like to think that you're on a, on a version four. I'd probably like to think okay. you're on four point two. But KitKat, oh, Nate, honestly, I, I don't think it's a huge deal. What I'm doing is I'm just going to open up. Excuse me, my I've got an Xperia sitting here, so I'm just because I was just talking to someone else about it. I'm going to see what version this is running. This is four point four point two. Um, so that's pretty full on. That's pretty new. But remember, they all make them look completely different. They 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 put this all this extra stuff on them that's not really yep. pure yep. Uh, KitKat anyway. Um, okay, look, if you if you desperately want KitKat at some point in the future, then the newer you buy, the more chance you've got at getting it upgraded. If you want a really good experience, go for something other than the big brand. So don't go Samsung or HTC. Go for go by the Google Nexus or the Moto Moto E, the Moto G, the Moto X. They're all very good okay. phones, um, and they run a very raw operating system right from Google. Yeah, basically, I've heard a bit about them. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, if the size is what's important with the the Galaxy S five, for example, you know, it's a bigger phone, bigger screen, then you do end up looking at your, your you know that the HTC, maybe the Sony Xperia. Um, but okay. honestly, you're going to come from a 2010 phone to a 2013 or 14 phone. You're going to be a very, very happy yep. man. Oh, well, see, that's what I need to know, mate. And, and you know, the other thing is, in, in three years from now, you're going to be asking the same question, and you're still going to, <laughs> you're still yeah. going to be getting a three-year better phone. So it, yeah. it kind of, whatever you buy today, if you bought the latest thing today, in six months, it's out of date. 
So don't worry about being a little bit behind. Just enjoy the phone. Get a, get a good phone. Get uh, one that's good value for you and make sure it's newer than 2010. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. You're, All right. you're a legend. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for listening and uh, and thanks for getting in touch. All right, mate. Thanks, Trevor. Bye-bye. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, you know, we've talked about uh, gaming already tonight uh, with uh, caller Mary, who had a question about Minecraft and her son. And, you know, it's a, it's a topic that's really important right now because there is so much happening in the world that parents will always struggle to, to keep up with. It's, it's, it's kind of like cybercrime. You know, the police are always a couple of steps behind the criminals, but as long as they're running behind them and uh, doing their best, they won't get too far away. You as a parent can't be expected to know everything your kids know. You can only try your hardest. But it's an important thing we talk about, and um, to talk about that is The Modern Parent from themodernparent.net. Uh, Martine, g'day, Martine. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good to be here. Look, thanks for the chat, because this is an interesting one. Um, you know, I'm in this situation where I've got three kids, so I've got a, a seven-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old who will, um, you know, all they get access to some pretty cool things, because I've, I've got a lucky life like that. We, we have all the cool gadgets that they can yeah. get. And I had this situation, and maybe this is the perfect place to start, where my son started playing Minecraft on the iPad, had a bit of fun with it, and I think his mates were talking about it at school, so I put it on the computer. We've got a pretty strict situation with the computer. He has limited time. He has limited websites. It's, you know, we've got to put in passwords to get in places he's never been before and all those kind of things. But it's what he was doing in that time that started to not concern me, but make me realise that I, and this is sounding egotistical, but I, this tech guy, was behind. I didn't know what he was talking about with Minecraft. Didn't have a clue. Yeah. And and that must be a, a problem that parents face every single day. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I I think though what what parents have need to remember is that you, you're right in in what you said in the opening. You, you're not going to keep up with every single single thing that your child is doing online. And similarly with things like social networking and things like that, we're not going to keep up with every app that our child is using or every social networking site that they're visiting. Uh, what I like to, to to get parents to understand is, is that they need, however, to teach them some of the skills that they're going to need to be safe. You know, wherever they find themselves online or whatever game they find themselves on, and um, and that part of that does mean yes, we do have to to attempt to find out a little bit more about their world. Mm-hmm. And, and that means, for example, with gaming and Minecraft and things like that, actually find out what is it that they're loving about this game. And the best way to do that is is to have a game with them so mm-hmm. that you get a little bit of an understanding of, of, of why, why they're so obsessed with it. Um, but also it, it enables parents to actually see that, well, there actually might be some, some good things going on here as well. But the, but the most important thing is that in playing with them and, and, and in monitoring what, what they're doing, and keeping up as much as you can, you get to realise, well, what are the skills that my child is going to need uh, going forward as they as they go on with other games and, and in other sites that you might not have the same sorts of controls over? I'll continue the Minecraft example for you and, and talk you through what I did because, you know, there was also this thing about wanting to play multiplayer with his mates on the iPads when they come around. Yeah. Fine. It's a fun little game. It's, it's one-on-one. It's not an internet-connected yeah. thing. but. Then when you're on a computer, Minecraft can be the whole world. You could be talking to some random on the internet. And I made a decision very early. I said, mate, I'm not creating multiplayer, but what I'll do, and again, this is a bit nerdy, and, and you know, it's the kind of thing that a nerdy nerdy dad like me would do. I created a Minecraft server, and I said, buddy, you and, you and I are going to play. So, you know, we might play for 20 yeah. minutes or, or an hour on a, on a Sunday, uh, and he's in the world, I'm in the world, we're building together, we're mining together, it's, it's a bit of fun. And I said to him, I said, when, you get, when your mates get to the point where you know, their, their parents allow them to, to play Minecraft on the computer and they want to play together, I've set this up so that no other kids can get in. It's, it's only people that we tell. Uh, so I, I can create yeah. a safe environment and I can monitor that environment. I've got to be honest, Martin, without having gone through the, it was a little bit of pain, of setting that up, playing the game and understanding it, <laughs> I couldn't have had that conversation and I, I might have fallen for the idea that, you know, here's an address, it's a safe server for kids and, you know, let your kids go there. You've yeah. got to know what they're doing. You've got to be in that world, um, even if it's just dipping your toe Absolutely. in to, to watch watch a YouTube video about it in your own time. Um, you know, the, whether it's yeah. an X, Xbox game or something else, you can get a sense and, and 
I guess one of my other concerns about parenting, because <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, is um, Xbox games that, that are just a different level. I mean, the rating on games yeah. is there for a reason. How you must see yeah. experiences where parents are, are allowing their kids to play games that are frankly above their age bracket. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it does get really difficult for some some parents, as you say, you're, you're in this world, so you're... You know, you have you know a decent understanding, but as you say, even still, you don't feel completely confident in in knowing everything that's going on or, or the possibilities of what can go on. Um, so certainly for parents that you know are working hard, they come home from work and the kids been at home for an hour or two on their own. It's very difficult for them to to keep keep up with what that child's doing and and to make sure that the, the games that they're playing are safe, especially when they've got older siblings who you know maybe are allowed to play those games. Maybe they are older. Maybe they go to a friend's place. And um, and they're allowed. You know, their parents have different different rules about what what games are allowed. They go to a sleepover, and Big Brother's playing playing. You know, Call of Duty, or you know, and and they're sitting in and watching. And then they might have a go. So it's very. It, it is very difficult um, to to monitor and and um, to to try and understand. Well, how do we get how do we we get around some of those things and. And I guess, you know, it's all about also having a, a really good open relationship with your kids in yep. terms of what are the sorts of things that expect, expectations we have of you about what sorts of things you can play um, and, and when you can and, and, and when you can't. And I think uh, by setting them up with, with games that are age appropriate and, and you know, letting them have, have that fun, we sort of, uh, it, it stops a little bit of that trying to go behind our back. Yeah. Um, yep. Which tends to then lead lead them on to to other games and and you know getting other friends to 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 log in and do all those sorts of things and and they end up being exposed to different things. So I think you know being really um you know, really open with your kids about you know sure you, these games are great and you know the the, the ones that are age appropriate these are the ones that I think that, you know you can have a lot of fun with um, and and yes eventually you can have your, your mates come in and and do all those sorts of things but but you have to know that there are going to be a few rules around it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's just the way it is. And, and certainly, you know, creating your own server is a great idea. But as you say, not, not all parents are mm. going to be able to, uh, not all parents will even understand what that means, yeah. let alone be able it's, to, to go and, and, and do it. It's not really different. So, um, to, sort of have to, it's not really different to when, when we were kids because there was always the kids at school that were allowed to stay up late or the kids at school that were allowed to yeah. ride their bike to their mate's place before you were because your parents didn't let you. There was always yeah. some kids that were allowed and some kids that weren't. And that, that that's part of yeah. that relationship thing and the conversation thing. Is it would it be would it be true to say or or, or at least a you know a, a step ahead to say that as much can be learned around the dinner table as can be learned around the computer because when you're, you know, having dinner with your kids and your family and you're talking about why, you know, one child yeah. is allowed to do that and one child's not. You talk about how some things that happen in that game are not the kind of things that you need yeah. to see until your, you know, little buddy's age or whatever it is. Um, it's it's yeah. it's all right to say that, you know, little Johnny from school, his parents trust him to do that and they, they say it's okay. I'm not there yet. So I haven't decided that that's the right thing. I want to play the game yeah. or see the game myself. You've got to be honest, don't you, too? You, you do, absolutely. And, you know, we have no trouble in, in you know, we, I decide what, what food my kids eat. I don't get swayed yeah. by what you know, yeah. somebody else does. or all those, all those parenting decisions, we decide what school they go to. We don't, you know, we might, we might be slightly influenced, but we don't make those decisions based on what other parents are doing. Mm. But for some reason, when it comes to, to the technology and it comes to gaming and things like that, we have this fear of, you know, of, of um, our, our child being the only one that's not allowed to play. Or, um, whereas often it's not the case. And often you will find if you actually do talk to other parents, like all, we all want to be on the same page, and we all we all kind of have these rules in our head that we want we want to happen. But it's very difficult when when you think that everyone else is is you know is doing the opposite. Um, and that's why I always say to parents, particularly when their kids are getting to that age where they're playing in these multiplayer games, um, try try and have the conversation with. with with your friend, your kids' friends' parents, and, yes. and and set up some rules together. And, and you know, my my son used to come home and he would get on, he would get on Skype talking to his friends, and then they would play the play Minecraft together. But you know, I, I had some really some some strict rules that he had to abide by, and he knew. But I also voiced them to some of the other parents as well. Yep, yep. And, and I obviously can't control whether that parent's going to go go through with that or not. 
But I think it's just, um, it's sometimes it's just another parent go, oh yeah, that's a good idea. That makes it easier if we all say, hey, you got half an hour, boys. Then you know it all comes off together. Um, but in saying that, if that doesn't happen, and, and and sometimes you know other parents might not be in the room, they might leave, they might go to do basketball, pick up the other kids, allowed to stay on a lot longer. You know, you still have to be able to say as a parent, okay, these are our rules for our family, and um, and, and that means you know after whatever time limit you you decide you come off, um, and this is where you need to play when you're playing, you know, in, in our household. But you, you're so right when you when you talk about these th- these conversations have to happen around around the dinner table and around just that general family connectedness, and, and it. And those conversations that happen you know, will spill over in, into all these other areas that we, we try so hard to parent with. But, but at the end of the day, they're just another parenting decision that, mm. <laughs> that you know, we have to make with an open communication with our kids. And it's mm. the same when it comes to social networking. It's the same with it, you know, having devices in the room, all those sorts of things. They need to, to be family, you know, family rules that you have, but based on open conversation and and I have have a thing with my kids sometimes we'll be sitting at the table and I have what I call just a you know a 30 second uh 30 second lesson which I call it in my head but obviously I wouldn't use the word lesson to them (laughs) but I'm but I might just bring up you know an example of something that happened or or a comment that a parent made to me it's oh did you know this kid happened to this kid today what what would you guys have done or um you know did you see in the in the news today that someone you know got some, some AFL football player is now no longer playing because of something you said on social media. And, and we have a conversation about that rather than a, do you know that if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you? You know, yeah. kids, don't, kids don't respond very well to that sort of, uh, I guess, you know, nagging, lecturing, um, those sorts of things. So I think trying to understand this world, to, to do that, we need to keep having conversations with our kids rather than just read a little bit of information and try and feed it to our kids via a lecture or, mm. you know, And there's going to be difficult conversations in there between you and your kids and you and other parents too. And I'll give you an example. Um, You know, the the, the parents and parents thing, let's not kid ourselves. It's always a battle. Um, It's a bit to beat the Joneses a lot of the time at school, you know, whether or not little Johnny's got X or Y and whatever. And, you know, I don't imagine that many parents would feel comfortable. Sorry, I'll say most parents wouldn't feel comfortable ringing up another parent and saying, I don't think your child should be playing X, Y and Z. That's just not going to happen. But there are probably no. some times where you need to at least approach that difficult conversation. And the example I give you is actually my brother. Yeah. Um, and I, I was driving uh, <laughs> with my son, seven, and, and my nephew, uh, 11. And my nephew, 11, was talking about how he'd been playing Grand Theft Auto uh, with uh, some of his mates at a mate's house. And he talked in great detail about the yeah. game. Now, let me tell you, that's not a game that I want my 15-year-old playing. <laughs> Let alone no. eleven year old, and I, I, no. I picked up the phone to my brother, uh, my brother the next day, and I said, "Listen, just FYI, um, uh, your son, obviously, use his name. Um, did you know he's playing Grand Theft Auto with his mates? And and I just wanted to let you know that it's there's a bit of there's a bit of interesting content in that game that maybe he should be aware yeah. of, and you should be aware of. And like I felt terrible because you don't yeah. tell another parent how to parent, but I felt it was important because I knew that my brother didn't know." about Grand Theft Auto. He thought it was just racing yeah, cars and stealing cars. Right. But you, if so if you know yeah. something, you kind of need to find a way to, to at least help other, other people too. I think there is a bit of guidance that's needed sometimes, but you need to, you need, yeah. to, you need to struggle with that difficult conversation you, part of it too. Yeah, uh, you do. And it, it can be a difficult conversation, and, and but but sometimes other parents really are are also wanting wanting more information, but yeah. they just don't haven't whether it's the time or the inclination or whatever it is to go and look at every single thing that's going on. And I think what I often say to parents too is, if you hear a parent talking about something their child has done, you know, make sure you listen because there's there's a very good chance that your child is either doing that as well or is playing on that game or is you know. You know, we we have to sort of keep our our ears open to the conversations going on around us. And we all like to think that our children will never do, you know, things that we you know don't want them to do. But but in listening to other parents, it can help us think. Oh, if their son's doing it, maybe my son knows about it at least. And then and then broach the conversation as a as a you know this is the kind of stuff I hear kids are doing. You know, tell me what you think about it, rather than you know as I say, just come home and say, I hear he's doing this. You know, you're not allowed to do that. So. It can be a really good way to get conversations going with your kids, and that's what we really need to start focusing on, um, rather than just um, 
having hard and fast rules with them, um, we need to keep trying to get them to understand that you know these rules are here for a reason, um, and, and that comes out in conversation about and, and it can be about some of the content that's in these games and why you you don't think it's appropriate. And it's not just about fast cars and shooting people. You know, mm. there, there are some, some other things that, that are not appropriate for someone of, of those ages. So uh, that needs to also come out in conversation. I, um, I'm quite glad to hear you say the, the word conversation a couple of times there because I guess I do end up talking about this a little bit now and then. Normally there's an issue and, and that's why I get talked about it on the radio or whatever. And often I've said, you know, I think that the most important thing that parents need to understand is that the conversations need to be had um, and that rules need to be established yeah. in a in a you know very friendly and and um, you know comfortable way with your kids, and I think that's yeah. probably the most important advice we can give, isn't it? It, it is, but but we also need to understand that those conversations are going to change, you know, constantly, and and that's you know, sure you can have some you know you have your family values and boundaries that that you know you are pretty much you know stop standard and that and that's how you roll, but. But as the technology changes and as your kids change, those conversations will change. I mean, I, I look at the way I parent my, my 10-year-old today is vastly different to the way I parented my 13-year-old just three years ago yeah. because because the sorts of things that my kids are doing are very different. And obviously, the way I parent my, my three-year-old is different to the way you know, I parented my 10-year-old seven years ago So because I didn't have a, a, the same sorts of... Um, the same sorts of issues coming up, but also when we talk about, you know, going along to information nights or, or things like that, it, it's not just a one-off thing that we do as parents and then we have the conversation and we forget about it. It really has to be, you know, ongoing because our kids will keep changing. The things that they do keep changing. As you say, your son at the moment, you know, he's happy with the, the playing with dad on, on a sofa, but there's going to be a time when it's going to expand and there will be other players and then you need to have a, a different conversation with different rules again mm. and you know I, I had that conversation with my son it's like okay now that you're playing with other players there's no headphones on <laughs> because I need to be able to hear what the other kids are saying and I need to be able to hear what you know what you're responding to um, and I called out a friend you know, cause, because I make him play on the on the dinner table when he's playing that sort of game with, yep. with other people yep. and and I heard one of his friends he was having trouble logging in or something and I heard one of his friends say oh just give me a password and I'll do it and I looked at my son just to see what he would say, yeah. and I had my finger up just because I didn't yeah. want him to. Say. And he goes, "Oh no, I can't give out my password." And I just shout out and go, "No, he can't," <laughs> because I also wanted that child to know that I'm listening. Yes. Um, so I know that you know that that. So so that was a you know, but every time they do something new, there, there are going to be new rules, and, yep. and so that's why it needs to be it needs to be ongoing and changing. Just like with parenting in the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s, uh, it changes every day. There's a new rule every day in the online world as much yeah. as there is in the BMX biking world. And uh, I guess that's the challenge we all have. <laughs> and um, look, I, I, I really appreciate the, the chat. I, I think you, you speak wise words. And if people want to follow you, The Modern Parent is the blog, uh, themodernparent.net, and um, lots of great uh, topics and stories and articles there. Thank you very much for the chat, Martine. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Uh, Your Tech Life. Go to the website eftm.com.au if you want to get in touch. G'day, David. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Um, I was just actually wondering um, about Bluetooth and just wondering if there was sort of different, uh, I guess, strengths or different um, uh, types of Bluetooth between, uh, I guess, phones or uh, that, mainly between, say, uh, my Samsung Galaxy that I have, it's an S3, and I've got an iPod and I find that when I'm in the car, uh, the iPod um, seems to connect in that really well to my car Bluetooth, but the Samsung Galaxy doesn't, and it just seems to be like uh, two different types of Bluetooth. I just wondering if that was the case or whether Bluetooth's like a, a standard thing. What's the difference between the two? Does one work, like does one not connect when you get in the car and the other one does, or is it something different that, that makes you realise that they're not working the same? Oh, mainly like uh, when the song comes up, um, I, I don't get to see the whole song on the Samsung up on ah. the on the screen in the car. And but, the but it's the same car. But in the same car, an iPod shows the data and a Samsung doesn't. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's very interesting. See, I drive a lot of cars, and I always assumed that it was the car that was causing them that problem. It really frustrates me that some cars. I picked up a Fiat four-wheel drive today, and it just says, you know, now playing track or something. Whereas the yes. the car, you know, ten minutes earlier, which is a similar model, 
actually said, you know, John Farnham, you're the voice. And I'm like, that's what I want. Um, yes, that's it, yeah. And I've always found that when you plug an iPhone or an iPod in, you always get that data because they've, they've all built their systems so that they've got iPod connectivity. But it's very interesting what you say. I, you know, there are different types of Bluetooth, Bluetooth 3, Bluetooth 4. I actually bet, though, that it's not the type of Bluetooth. I bet it's the um, it's the phone itself and how it sends data out via Bluetooth. I wonder whether it just simply isn't a, a box that's ticked on the Samsung, for example. Um, okay. And I yeah. wonder I wonder if you try using a different music app. So okay, for yeah. example, because sometimes mm-hmm. go on. Yeah, sorry, because so, sometimes I can um I, when I connect it, it does everything on the Samsung. Sometimes I'll connect and it comes up with the name of the song and the length of the song, and I actually see like I guess well, where, where the song's up to. So if it goes to say two and a half minutes, I can see it's up to like a minute forty when it's playing. But um it always does that on the iPod. It always shows me that information. But sometimes with the Galaxy, it'll just come up and it'll just play and it'll just actually say whatever the previous song was and it stays on that no matter how many songs go forward. Yeah. It will still just say on the screen whatever song it was that I guess was was the first song on there. Yeah, I, I look, I'm reading a little bit about it online and there are um, there are different profiles that are required to be supported. But what's interesting is <laughs> that you're getting it... Um, you're getting it on some sometimes and not others. I still reckon. Yep. I reckon download a couple of different music apps. Now, don't go fully. Just look in the app store. Make sure it's got a lot of downloads and some good ratings because it'd be it'd be a good area for for, for viruses and stuff. I reckon. Um, sure. Yeah. Try yeah. Google Play Music. Try and, mm-hmm. and and look for other high rated music apps and see whether there's any difference in the app that you use and see okay, how that works. I use Rocket. Yeah. Use Rocket. I use Rocket at yeah Rocket at the moment, which I, I think had fairly good rating. But I'll, I'll give that a go. I'll definitely try some other. I'd love um, to know. Some other um, apps I'll ask. Yeah. I'll ask around. But um, let me know what you find as well if you try a few different apps. Okay. We'll do, mate. Not a problem. Good on you, mate. Thanks for listening and thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, Trevor. Have a good day, mate. Cheers, mate. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life, episode 250. Uh, You're listening. uh, My name's Trevor Long. You can follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long, or you can get in touch if you've got a question, a problem, or you just want to have a chat about anything technology. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Sandra. Hi. How are you? I'm well. What can I do for you? I just wanted you to advise me on a global roaming SIM card. Uh Uh-huh. Where are you going? Europe. Whereabouts in Europe? Anywhere exciting? Oh, Mediterranean area. Okay. Who are you currently with with your mobile phone? I'm currently with Aldi. Aldi. Okay. Now, yes. how, how, when, when did you switch to Aldi? Uh, about six months ago. Okay. And do you have a, a long-term credit or do you go month to month? I go month to month. Okay. Well, that's a good thing because... You there, um, if you if there's a local plan that you can switch to, you can switch to another provider while you're away, and then when you get back, you can switch back to Aldi if that's the way you like it. So, you're traveling to the Mediterranean area. You're going to be away for how long? Look, this is not for me. It's for my mother who's going. Oh, right. um, lucky her. Let me let me give you some tips and advice for your mum. Um, if if you. if you don't, if you think switching providers is is a bit of a hassle, because it could be. Um, because Vodafone have the best global roaming. They have a, a situation where it's just $5 per day uh, that um, that allows you to use your normal Australian plan. The problem is you've got to be with Vodafone. Secondly, you've, you've got to be in countries that support it. Now, if you're going to a lot of different countries, you may bump into one or the other that don't go very well. So, Sandra, what my advice to you is actually use a thing called Travel Sim. Now, you can go to a post office and you can get a travel sim. And here, this is the cool thing is when you, when you get it, you buy it locally. So you buy it here in Australia from Australia Post and you get a phone number that will work for you, Sandra, to call her while she's overseas. You know the number before she leaves. You can charge it up with a bit of credit for her before she goes. She's probably only wanting it for what calls and, and maybe text messaging. Correct, yes. Yeah, so she doesn't need data. It's perfect. 
Travel Sim. If you want to look it up on the internet, it's travelsim.net.au, but I know Australia Post sells them. Um, it might cost right. you $25, $30 for one off, and then you basically mm-hmm. just put credit on it. And, you know, put 50 or $100 worth of credit on it, and she'll be flying. There'll be no problems at all. Okay, perfect. So the one, travel... travel Sim. The one thing I'd get you to do, though, before she leaves is is get it working because it's a bit okay. funny, a bit funny when you're overseas. Receiving calls, not a problem. But if she wants to call you, what happens with Travel Sim is she opens up the phone, she types in your number, and then you kind of get an error message on the screen. And what happens is you, you click OK, and then it calls you back. So your mum will go, I want to ring Sandra. She'll dial in your number, and it'll say, you know, hang up now. You hang up, and then the phone actually rings back, and and at the same time it rings Sandra. And so it's a very weird thing, but once you've done it once or twice, it makes total sense and she'll be able to use it overseas, no problems at all. Fantastic. All right, travelsim.net.au, and they're available at Australia Post. All right. Thank you, Trevor. Good on you, Sandra. And uh, if you've got any questions, problems, anything about technology, get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 250. Very nice of you to join me for any number of those, whether it's one or 250. Um, and if it's been 250, thank you. That's very loyal of you. Can you tell your friends? Please, because it helps. Every download helps. Every um, every email helps because it's good to know you're out there. It helps me understand the audience. Um, when you buy products that I recommend, like Garmin products or Netgear products, um, because um, they're not only sponsors, but I, I like their products. Um, it helps me let them know that being involved with the show actually works. Um, it's an important thing for, for companies. It's not just about having a bit of fun. Um, they want to sell products. I'm across that. Um, but more importantly, if you've got a question, a problem, or uh, you just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, go to the website eftm.com.au. Jump onto Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. And follow me there and say good day, wave, say hi, and uh, get in touch anytime, any day, any night. Travel along on Twitter, and you're listening to your tech life. Uh, go to the website eftm.com.au. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.